Hello friends, welcome back to Montreal here of course with Love Wrestling. Spencer Love with a name I am certain you know as an Albertan, as a Canadian, as just a professional wrestling fan, Natalia with me. Natty, welcome home. It's been a long way from the Ogden Legion to the Bell Centre. How are you doing? How are you feeling heading into another pay-per-view in your home country? I'm doing great. Um, I feel excited. I feel ready. I've been, you know, I have, when you're a heart, you have your own ring, of yeah. course. Um, why wouldn't I have my own wrestling ring? So I've been, I've been in my ring. I've been training. I, I never get ready. I stay ready. So I, I love that I have the resources to stay ready. And of course, I've got great people to work with and train with. And I'm excited. I'm ready. And I, I feel like the opportunity to, ch to challenge Bianca at WrestleMania in Hollywood, it would just be like a match of a lifetime. I love it. I wanted to ask you about the new Heart Dungeon. Obviously, you see on Instagram, you see on Twitter, all the individuals running through there. How much does it mean to you to have the opportunity, as you've always done, to be passing your knowledge on to the next generation and, of course, to be doing it in the ring with TJ? It's, it's awesome. We love our dungeon. It's, of course, you know, a lot of people ask about how they can come and train with us. It's not a school because we don't have time for a school. TJ and I are on the road so much. Yeah. Um, literally, like, six days a week we're working. But... We do that. We you know we train on on a certain day of the week, and it's sort of like invite only. And um, you know, there's people that I've run run into during my career that'll say, "Hey, would it be okay if I came down and checked it out?" And and I and I'm totally fine with that. But it's just so hard because like if there's so many people, it's hard to get everybody in the ring. Yeah. My, my my practices are really intense. Their the training is really it's grueling. It's like the way the dungeon was back in the day. Um, the dungeon actually was started in 1955 um, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, um, at the Hart House. And so it's a tradition, it's our family tradition, and it's so nice to be able to carry on that tradition. And it's really a place for people that love wrestling. It's, it's like a wrestling workshop. Yeah. And there's a lot of secrets that are shared about the industry as far as like how to construct a match and how to be great and how to excellently execute things um, we, 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 we just have a lot of it's, it's like a wrestling workshop so it's really cool for the people that come in there and train with us and you know you look at somebody like Angelo Dawkins he's been training with us since the very beginning and you see the growth and the improvement that he's made and he's lost all this weight and his performances are incredible his conditioning is awesome and it's just like a testament to him He'll be on Raw, he'll be on SmackDown, he'll be doing live events, he'll be on a pay-per-view, but he shows up. Yeah. He comes and he trains with us and he puts in the work even though he has a family too. Yeah. And it's just so commendable. Someone else I wanted to ask about on that end would be Jason Cade. He's been rumored to be doing some backstage producing. Obviously, TJ's got the relationship yeah. there. What's it been like to not only see success in the ring for individuals, but success backstage and just success in wrestling overall? I just love when people love wrestling, when they love this industry. I love seeing them be a part of it, no matter what it is, whether, it's, whether you're a referee, whether you're a producer, whether you're backstage with a camera, whether you're part of our social media team, whether you're a performer, whether there's, there's so many people in our company, especially WWE, but like wrestling companies in general that are so unsung. Yeah. You know, like I look at, um, like it's, it's just cool to see people that love it, getting an opportunity to, to be a part of it, even if they're not competing in the ring. There's so many opportunities to be a part of the industry. 
You talk about people loving wrestling. I have to bring up Roxanne Perez because everybody's asked her about her perspective on the interaction you guys had on Total Divas. Yeah. I haven't heard anybody ask you. Do you have a memory of that? And what's it been like to work with her as well now too? I, um, Roxanne, it's funny. She, she like was a, a fan. I was walking into a live event and she was there and she was just like so cute. She just asked this question about like, what do I need to do to be a diva? And um, it was during the Divas era, of course, and that's when we were all called Divas. We weren't allowed to be called women wrestlers. <laughs> um, even though now we're referred to as superstars, because in all honesty, as much as I love wrestling, I, I think when Vince McMahon wanted us to be called superstars, he wanted, it to, he wanted us to like feel bigger than just wrestling. He wanted to know that we were like all these big stars. So um, I digress, but, uh, but Roxy is so sweet. She's, I feel like she's very hardworking and she genuinely loves wrestling. She genuinely loves WWE. She genuinely loves the industry. She also came from a really good upbringing. She worked with Booker T. And you can see that, like, you can see her progress and her growth. Every time I see Roxy on NXT, I just see that she gets more and more confident. And she's actually trained with us a little bit in the dungeon, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, so she's very hardworking and she's got, like, she's a good person. I think that's one thing that the audience really can resonate with with Roxy is that she's very genuine. Yeah. And then the same could probably be said about Cora Jade, maybe a little bit more nefarious as far as it goes yeah, since you wrestled her. more of a bad girl, uh, <laughs> Cora. But I, I, I think my favorite thing that I did in 2022 was that storyline with Cora. It was so much fun. She, she wanted to soak up as much information as she could. She, she was really a pleasure to work with, and I loved, I loved our program together. It was so much fun, um, and I think that there's a lot of great things to come for her in the future, too. I think she's a student of the game. She is also somebody that like, I pointed to in the crowd, and, and she like, has this photo of us that we took a selfie in the audience, and she like, made it. And so it's really cool. Again, like Roxy, Cora's a fan. She's a fan. She loves this, and you know she's she's here. She made it. It's a great Cora and Roxy are a great message to little girls and guys everywhere that you can have big dreams and you can accomplish them. You can achieve them with hard work, dedication, and not ever taking no for an answer. You can achieve your dreams. How much does it mean that you've got the tangible evidence behind that now? Because everybody can say Natalia's inspired me and all of that, but you literally have individuals who grew up, watched you wrestle, and now are wrestling against you. How much does that mean to it's, you? It's awesome because it's proof, again, that dreams do come true. And um, it's like, I, was, I remember being a little girl, you know, I was 18, and I was like, I want to be just like, you know, Molly Holly. I want to be just like Trish Stratus. I want to I make it. I, like, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to do this. And it sometimes seemed unattainable, but I never stopped fighting for my dreams. And so when I see other people, not just girls, but guys, like Austin Theory was in the crowd at WrestleMania, I think he said 27 or 28. Holy cow. And he was just in the crowd watching, and he posted a picture the other day of himself in the crowd. It's like the audience, I feel like our fans, our audience are so important because... There's definitely going to be people sitting in our audience that are going to be able to do this too. Seth Rollins, a huge fan. TJ Wilson, a huge fan. Becky Lynch, a huge fan. Bailey, a huge fan. Sasha Banks was a huge fan. I think about like, I'm just trying to think of who else. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. They're, they're people that love this. Yeah. And it's not to say that if you came from a different world or a different background, that's wrong. Everybody's journey is totally different. But it's just so cool to see like, 
people people feel inspired and then actually do it themselves. Yeah. Now you talked about your start. I have always wanted to ask you. You got your start with not just professional wrestling, but you got your start as a ring announcer for Matt Rats. Yes. Talk to me yeah. a little bit about Matt Rats because they're one of the coolest. Uh, not missed opportunities, but where are they now stories in professional wrestling? Matt Rats was so crazy because it was like literally, it was like something that was just thrown at us. It was like Eric Bischoff's producing this show with Jason Hervey and they want to, you know, they want to make this for MTV. It's going to be like wrestling and rock concert like joined together. And so that's actually where my cousin, um, I, I worked with uh, TJ, Harry and my cousin Ted. Um, and Jack Evans, uh, Rene Dupree was in it, Mauro Ranallo was in it, um, I'm just trying to think who else was in it. We had a, we had, uh, a whole bunch of different people in it, but we, they were like, Natty should do a move. And the very first wrestling move that I ever learned was a Dragon Rana, which is like a what? front flip onto somebody's <laughs> shoulders into a Hurricane Rana. I never even knew how to do a headlock. And that was the first move I learned. So it was so much fun doing Matt Rats. Of course, it never really got off the ground, but it was just like a really cool chance for us as kids. Like my husband and I were on that together. It was a good chance for us as kids to see like what it was like to work for like a, like a big set. Yeah. It wasn't just like a, a small independent show. It was like there was cameras and there was TV angles and there was monitors and people backstage and producers and directors. And it was just like, it was cool. I felt like I was like on a movie. How much of a chance do you get to pay attention to the Canadian enemies at this point? Obviously, Dungeon's running in Alberta. Yeah. You've got Blade and Dallas involved in that. Yeah. But how much do you get to keep an eye on, a, a finger on the pulse, so to speak? Well, I am so proud of my family. And Brett, um, his son, and Brett and his son, Dallas, have started a promotion in Calgary called Dungeon Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And I, like from what I've seen of the shows, I actually really want to go check out one of the shows. But from what I've seen of those shows, it's awesome. It's like Brett loves... Brett really does love independent wrestling. He, he loves WWE. Of course, he's you know been a huge staple in WWE for decades. But Brett loves when people are hungry and up and coming, and he like sees so much potential in people. He always tries to see the best in people, and so Dungeon Wrestling is really cool. Uh, I know they're running a show coming up, and like I think it's in February. Check out yeah. Brett Hart's Instagram. But it's cool because Brett really wants to give other people a chance to like show what they can do. You never know what might spark something or if some WWE exec sees a clip of somebody from Bret Hart's show and they're phenomenal. Yeah. So I'm proud of anybody that's that's doing it on the independence because you have to start somewhere. Even And I say this to the people that come and train with us in the dungeon, even if you're only wrestling in front of a crowd of 10 people, it's still a crowd. Yeah. It's still a performance and you're still getting reps as a performer. So it's cool that Bret wants to give young independent wrestlers reps as a performer so that they can go on to reach bigger dreams. Yeah. You're heading into your second elimination chamber. You've prided yourself through your career on the ability to work with anyone. How are you preparing for everyone? Oh, well, I mean, I, I stay ready and I look at my, I returned at Royal Rumble and I feel like it's so symbolic because my whole career in WWE has been about outlasting everyone. Yeah. I've outlasted everyone. I mean, I really have been, the, I'm the most tenured female in WWE with the most matches, the most wins, the most pay-per-views, like it's been incredible, but it's because I've had this perseverance, this desire to succeed. I've, I, I feel like to make it to the elimination chamber, you have to have not just tenacity, but you have to be durable. You have to, you have to as Tupac said, <laughs> be the last mother breathing. Uh, Explicative deleted. The ex yeah, the last mother breathing. Uh, <laughs> I love Tupac, by the way. Um, but yeah, so I feel like 
I've, la I've outlasted everybody in my career, and here I am at Elimination Chamber, and I'm ready to cash it in.